this chapter of Ulysses zeroes in on our two protagonists doing one of my favorite things in the world, chatting over hot beverages. Given these cozy circumstances, I will be using this episode on Eumaeus to return to the core theme of this podcast, relatability throughout the course of Ulysses. Let's start at line 1221. Here, Bloom says to himself, intellectual stimulation, as such, was, he felt, from time to time, a first-rate tonic for the mind. As much as it pains me to write this, in the throes of final exams and projects, I would honestly agree. Learning keeps a person open and accepting toward perspective shifts, it keeps a person engaged with and informed on the world around them, it helps them to discover what they love. My roommates and I sometimes talk existentially about life after school, when our daily environments will no longer require memorization and analysis the way that they do in college. One of my best friends was indignant when I mentioned this fear to her. That's why books exist, she said. To keep with the theme of school, line 1403 was another relatable one for me. It reads, coming back was always the worst thing you ever did because it went without saying you would feel out of place as things always moved with the times. I have confronted this feeling of having missed major developments many times, particularly as a student in university. Living in limbo between Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, and Flemington, New Jersey means that whenever I'm not in either place, I'm aware that life in the opposite location is carrying on without me. I no longer can keep track of my favorite hometown coffee shop, seasonal specials. I don't know what the coolest parking lot is at my high school anymore, and this is difficult to process. Perhaps this is why I now prefer to stay in Boston. It's easier than confronting all that I've unknowingly missed at home. Line 1719 was humorous to me. Not only could I use this advice in my own life, but I've actually received it multiple times. Bloom tells Stephen, the only thing is to walk, then you'll feel a different man. Ever since the eruption of COVID-19, walking has been lauded as an almost cure for despair. If you have a place to go in the extra time, which most of us did last spring of 2020, then a walk was determined the perfect way to decompress, with a mask, of course. My mom told me to take walks, and now my roommates talk about the immense benefits. My best friend from BC says that walks around the neighborhood lift her spirits tremendously. Even my science of emotion professor, Andrea, told us in class that scientific evidence advocates for fresh air and moving your body as a way to combat anxiety and depression. Then, in Ulysses, we come to the presence of food. As an avid baker and a member of the Boston College Food Journal, I particularly appreciated the many references to food in Eumaeus, even the hard rolls. A particularly sweet paragraph is found from lines 268 to 278. Stephen, still coming down from his night of intense drinking, is consumed with the image of the hearth in his childhood home. The word hearth is so beautiful. That's definitely going on my favorite words list, which I do have. But carrying on, uh, Stephen reminisces about sitting by a fire with a kettle of cocoa warming up. He even mentions the, quote, mess of eggshells and charred fish heads and bones that his cat is eating. Stephen is so distracted that he isn't able to answer Bloom. This is what food does to people. It ties them to particular moments, even when it isn't delicious, even when they're not the person eating it. I feel the same way about my mom's casseroles and the scent of my cat Dixie's kibble. This is a classic case of seeing myself in one of our main characters. <laughs> 